0: Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre. Today, our guest is Michael Richard from Toulouse, France. So, moved over to France from close to me here in Portland, where he he lived right across the river in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, Michael works for TimeGain Software, uh, his own company. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, uh, you're here because you published this great book called FileMaker and Me. And it's an iPad-only book. Yep. So that means it's available only in the iTunes store. That's exactly right. And you can find it by searching for FileMaker and me.
1: Or just by Rashad, R-O-C-H-A-R-D-E.
0: What's the book about?
1: Primarily, it's focused on interface design. And um, it's kind of a strange subject to write about. And, you know, when I first started it, it was the germ of an idea. And I really... I guess the reason I, I, I picked that as a subject is that over the last five years or so, a lot of people in the community, John Cinderlar and people people like that, have just said, I love your interfaces. And I've heard it half a dozen times at least. And you know, I always put it to the back of my mind and said, thanks very much. And about, about six months ago, I thought, well, maybe I'll just start putting together some blog posts on my thoughts on interface design mm-hmm. And um, and then, coincidentally, a little bit after that, Apple released iBooks Author, and I picked up a copy of that, and I thought, this is just the most perfect medium to write a book in the way that I want to write a book.
0: It really is uh, beautiful software, that iBooks Author software, isn't it's it? It's
1: incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And it, I can, can't wait for the next release, because this is just out of the box with the first version. So um, I started with, with writing the book the thought that goes through your mind is you know why write a book i mean after all it has always is all been said before but has it um and judging by the response that i'm getting from a lot of people in the community and people like you who i didn't think it would appeal to um it there's a lot of stuff in it that hasn't been seen before hasn't been said before
0: well, it's also it hasn't been said by you, and it hasn't been said specifically in the FileMaker space. And I, right. I I wouldn't listen to anyone who says not to write a book because it's all been said before, that's for sure.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. But it's, it's definitely a sort of a, you know, one of the nagging doubts, um, you know, that goes through your mind. And the other doubt is, you know, do I have the credentials or do I have the, uh, you know, the right – Write a book on a subject that there are so many really great interface designers in the FileMaker community. John Sindelar, uh, sure. Y- you, you know, you are uh, Matt uh, Petrowski, yeah. Chris Manton, Chris Hippelite, right? Uh, just really great yeah. stuff. But I've also Code, seen Dom Levan. Yeah, yeah. There's some great. So many. Yeah. And there, but there are so many people, not professionals, not full-time developers, but so many people who dabble in FileMaker who just you know, who just have no idea about what makes an interface look good and, mm-hmm. and work well.
0: And not just interface, but really like the the like the like user experience, right?
1: Right, yeah. Well, the interface is is like an iceberg. It's what the user sees, but it's only, you know, one-third of it. The two-thirds is below the surface, and that's where the user experience all, you know, just happens. Right. But the, you know, the... My always intention when I'm developing a solution for somebody is I want it to have a wow factor. I want them to look at it and go, "Wow, I want to use this," because if I if I can um, create that first impression, then they're more likely to want to go through the learning curve and and get into using it and and really work with it. Whereas if you give them something that just looks like got thrown together on a screen, they go, "Yeah, yeah, no thanks."
0: Sure, I'm with you it has to look professional and and uh, inviting exactly yeah and simple yes it takes a lot of work to make something simple
1: <laughs> incredible amount of work
0: is that what are your main design goals and as you design
1: i design for i think each project has its own unique design uh, i think that there's a there's the right design for every project and for me it's about finding what that uh look and feel is you know it's a very subjective um subjective opinion because i could be completely wrong but but theres there's always something in every project speaks to me and gives me a, an idea of where to go with it so that's what i'm trying to do and th- that's one of the reasons in the book i talk about you know the themes uh that are in Maker 12 and you know they're very clever but I, I don't think you can ever design a, a really fabulous, unique interface using themes.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, well, I've done a few things in Twelve already, and we start from a theme and like vary it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if I would, except for the, a very simple database, have use any of the themes as the only as the whole thing, right. as good as they are, you know, just as they, which is which was true when themes came out back in FileMaker. I don't know. Two or three or whatever, forever ago. You know, twenty yep. years ago. <laughs> you go back uh, as far as I do with bomb maker, back into the eighties. Yes. Eighty-seven, long, you said. I think.
1: Eighty-eighty-seven.
0: Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's a it's long a long time. time ago. We are old men, you and me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm considerably older than you are, Matt. You're a young with us now compared to me.
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't know, I, I, still, I, I think we can still uh, fight to have a young outlook on life, and that's certainly what yeah. I try to do. Yeah. But yeah, it, it actually makes it, uh, I don't know, I'm loving life as I, as I keep loving it. Um, loving all the changes and the new things that come out, and taking joy in things that I didn't care about before. Uh, so.
1: Well, I so, think that's, that's one of the things with FileMaker. Um, I'm still as excited about working with it as when I first started. And, you know, yes, there are things, you know, in the new version that, you know, we're not happy with. um, Yeah, sure. But those are also being communicated to FileMaker Inc. And hopefully that in the next version or iteration, those things will get fixed Mm -hmm. and it'll start being as good a product as as 8 became
0: after 7. Sure. You know, I'm actually much more excited about FileMaker than when I first started, I'd have to say. I mean, I loved it back then, but... The wealth of possibilities. Well, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you pick up a guitar and you don't know how to play, and someone teaches you how to play a D chord and a G chord. That's, you know, that's all you can really do. You don't really love it as much as when you can actually really play the thing and play songs True. and play whatever. And I think that's kind of the same thing. Uh, that's kind of the way I feel about FileMaker, having worked with it a really long time. I love it because I can come up with an idea and do something with it and, and, and make a client happy. So you you mentioned that each project sort of speaks to you in terms of what the interface needs to be and and what are the things you try to impart that are sort of the same across all projects from a design perspective? Are there things like that?
1: Well, I think there there are certain elements that I tend to use over and over again. I typically would have, a, you know, a nav panel, you know, either on the left or the right of the screen, where I'll where I'll have, you know, hidden tab panels that the user doesn't see because the lines are all gone and they're transparent; and they've got no labels. Um, and I'll use those as selector tools and searches and and all different things. But other than that, you know, and setting up, you know, a, a balanced layout in terms of a grid, uh, and not just a, you know, a very Small precise grid, but an overarching grid. Um, right, so like five columns
0: or three columns or something right. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't and do I that that use, much. I should do. I tend to use the golden rule, which is the you know the the ratio of one point six one to one, which is throughout nature. Interesting. And yeah. When you when you use that, uh, the balance is absolutely perfect. Yeah, Five, The golden very, number
0: is one point six one eight zero three. Actually, that that's right. It Keeps yep. going after that, of course. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I built a um. I built a guitar speaker cabinet with the uh, with the phi dimensions. So the interior dimensions of this wood box are 0.61803 to 1 to 1.61803. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Just to see, oh, would it sound better, different, you know, because it has that way the the um the complexity of waveforms. There's no standing waves or they're they're reduced by having those dimensions between any of the six surfaces. I don't know. It was was years ago when I was obsessed with that number. (laughs) But that's interesting. I hadn't hadn't heard uh, using that relationship in interface elements in FileMaker. I'd love to explore that more in my own work.
1: Yeah, I think you'll find that it it really works well. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get absolutely precise because it doesn't work precisely with the screen dimensions that you know the 1024 by 768 but you can get so close that it makes you know no difference in terms of visual balance and you know the the human brain is really extraordinary we know when something works and we we you, you can't quantify it you know you might, might right. look at it and you go that's out and you move it one pixel and it's perfect and now you can't see that difference but it's just that you're aware that it's not right and then sure. it is right
0: yeah, I'll give you that. I think it's there's some subjective and some argument on that for sure. But uh, uh, and I actually can see one pixel. <laughs> one pixel, like if you've got ten fields lined up and one of them is one pixel off, that drives oh, yes. me nuts. Oh yes, yes,
1: in, in de- things like that. <laughs> That's for the sure. only place I can see a yeah. pixel, right? Yeah, of course. No, pixels, I, you definitely.
0: Now that we're in the world of uh, of retina displays, pixels don't matter anymore. Yeah, because it's true. you cannot see a pixel. The whole Idea is you can't see a pixel, so. So, what other uh, general design principles do you uh, do you use to make great interfaces? Oh, that's a very good question. Um,
1: I mean, I, I try and make reduce every single task to the press of a single button. I don't hmm. want the users have to have to think about what they're going to do, other than oh yeah, I want a sales report, so I'm going to press the button that says sales report. And they don't need to know what happens when you, underneath that. You know, right. they don't need to know that it's going to another table, doing a search, then running a virtual list report, and, or sure. whatever it is. So it's all about uh, making it as absolutely simple and brain dead uh, and obvious for the user as uh, as it can possibly be.
0: Yep, I totally agree with that. Yeah, try to anticipate your user as much as you can. How did you arrive at the uh, at your level of expertise? Did you did you read books or follow other designers, or how did you learn this skill?
1: Well, uh, I didn't read very many books. I mean, I've looked at you know many of the reference books, Ray Colligan's Filemaker Bible, for example, um, but they're not um, readable as a book. You know, they're great to look something up and perhaps you know read a section or a chapter, but you, but it's just too heavy to to you know to read and that was the one thing that I really wanted to do in this book is to make it a good read you know to make it into entertaining and so that people went oh that's interesting uh, because I think you get more if you can engage the you know the reader as, as we try and engage the user uh, in the way that the program's designed then What's in there will is more likely to resonate and sink oh, in. Oh,
0: sure, yeah, that's definitely one huge difference in your book. I mean, even the, from the title alone, FileMaker and Me," it's a narrative of your story, yeah, of how you got to this. So, I'm just trying to pull some of that out. So that people know, I'm not gonna. I was going I was about to say, pull it out so people don't have to read the book. But that's totally the exact wrong <laughs> message, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of missteps along the way, Matt. It's you know, it wasn't. The, it hasn't been a completely smooth journey.
0: Well, I, I'm one of those people who believes that you don't learn anything by success. No,
1: it's true. You only learn by failing.
0: So you you, you have to fail well, and up yeah. fail upwards. That's another thing I've. Yeah.
1: Heard. Fail badly and not let it get you down. That's oh, the yeah, thing. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, have there been other, outside the FileMaker universe, things that you've looked at for uh, inspiration on design?
1: Oh, I look at everything. Um, every time I look at a magazine or a, a website or anything, um, even in nature, I'm always looking for elements that just, you know, work really well uh, visually. And, there's inspiration in everything and you have to you know you have to open have your eyes open i mean i'm a keen photographer and i've almost always got a camera with me and the art to taking great pictures is composition it's all composition so if you have that um if you're always looking for that then you see ah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i held up my canon 7d which is usually with me too
1: (laughs) yep so there's a lot of inspiration out there but I've also got a lot of inspiration um, from John John Sindelar oh, whose his yeah. interfaces are great. His Chris his, inter- his
0: uh, interfaces are amazing. If he says you're a good interface designer, wow, that, that must feel great. <laughs>
1: yeah, it did. It, it absolutely <laughs> never did. Never
0: said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just I actually just had a good long conversation with John and we released that podcast uh, uh, Yeah, July I saw 4th. that with Todd
1: Ge- Todd guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to that uh, yep. a bit later on, yeah. Um, what other stuff do you want to talk about about the book? The staggering thing to me has been the response um, from people at your level. Um, You know, you were very kind to kind to look at the book in its early stages and sort of just give me a, you know, some initial feedback and, you know, whether I was completely wasting my time. Um, Because I, you know, I did think at the beginning stages that I might be that, you know, that it might be complete rubbish. Um, And. You know, what you were kind enough to to say and Kevin Frank was and Chris Ippolit was very encouraging and, uh, you know, sort of really motivated me to sort of crack in and and just get a lot of stuff put in the the book.
0: Yeah, well, Chris wrote a really nice introduction. You and I have a little uh, audio chapter that we recorded in there about some separation. I love that we actually disagree about that sort of, you know. (laughs) I think you get a much better uh final result if there's some disagreement along the way.
1: Oh yeah, I think you do because you have to t- take different points of view and you also have to be open to go, well yeah, that's okay. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um because we all have preconceived notions and uh, a belief system and sometimes we have to be dragged screaming to the well to uh, you know to change our mind, but other times it's just it suddenly makes sense and you start looking at it with a different viewpoint.
0: Sure. So uh, where do you think you're going to go from here? Do you think you're going to do um, – just going to continue doing the same work with FileMaker, maybe another book at some point? or
1: Yeah, in actual fact, um, I've already got in mind uh, book two. Um, book one is called Maker and Me, and book two is going to be called Maker and You, and I'm going to continue the theme. That makes sense. And, uh, and go through it and, and talk about twelve and you know and Filemaker Go, which I really didn't deal with at all mm. in this bu- in this book. But uh, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed writing it. It was uh, it was very um, satisfying. Um, you know, when I first started, I had about thirty pages of material in terms of blog posts, and you know it's you know it's difficult to put together a lot of material and i you know i got to 100 pages fairly quickly and i thought oh man this, this is this is hard work yeah but it the, but the creative juices just kept you know the ideas just kept flowing sure and so the book ended up at 220 pages which is way longer than i
0: ever thought it would be well and uh it's a page. is kind of hard to define an iBook.
1: Well, it is because <laughs> you can um, change the but font it's size. A, and, but it's a decent length. It's yes. not too long. But it's not like a, a pamphlet or right. a booklet, which you know has limited value or limited appeal. Because mm-hmm. I'm covering a lot of different areas in it, um, and there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of philosophy in it. There's a lot of um, things that I believe and I use in in my development process. That I hope you know will cause people to perhaps think about what they do in a different way
0: well that's a great service right there
1: well you know it's um, certainly I, I seem to have uh, be doing that judging by the uh, you know the reviews and response and uh, you know and the sales, which is absolutely astronomical
0: I can't believe it hmm. yeah, are you gonna um, plan for a print version or do you think really? iPad is sufficient for the for the filemaker world.
1: Well, that's a very good question. Um, I am thinking about doing another version for you know for the Kindle um, platform, mm-hmm. but there's a, a lot of work that I'd have to redo, and I wouldn't be able to use any of the interactive elements, mm. which I think makes it makes the book interesting on the iPad. I mean, I, most people in our industry have an iPad, and so.
0: Well, I think the, I, don't know about I that. think the few, a large percentage do. I yeah. don't know if it's greater than fifty percent, but it's hard to say. You know, actually, it'd be really interesting to see at DevCon because uh, I don't think last year at DevCon there were fifty percent of the people there had iPads, but mm. this year it might be fifty percent or more. So we'll see.
1: Oh, I think everybody wanted the Retina display who didn't have one before that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. And, of course, it's uh, the schedule. They haven't released the schedule app for DevCon yet, but they usually do one of those in FileMaker Go with at least the last couple of years they have. And that's by far the most convenient way to figure out what you're going to do next and where you're going to be and all that. Absolutely. Thanks very much for spending some time with me today on this, and uh, congratulations on the huge success of the book.
1: Thank you. uh, Right now it's already selling in 12 countries, which is just amazing. And um the the one thing that's really strange is I've had uh seven people from New Zealand that have contacted me to say they want to buy it, but it's not available in New Zealand. Wow. And it's you know, that's crazy. And I keep saying to Apple, look, if seven people want to buy a book that's a very highly specialized book, there's gotta be a huge market for the iBook store there, but they don't seem to be interested for the moment. So, huh.
0: so there's no iBook store at all in New Zealand? Nope. Interesting.
1: Yep, and I don't know whether it's legislative or legal or just technical. I said, why don't you just open the Australian iBook store up to it? Because it's the same, you know, neighbors and often thought in the same way. But uh, I wonder
0: if they see it that way.
1: <laughs> no, they they definitely don't. Thanks for the suggestion, but no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like England, France, same thing, whatever. So what, they speak a different language? Yeah, completely and use different. Different <laughs> money, and are usually at war over the last couple thousand years. <laughs> but from the perspective of an American, come on, they're like you know right across the river from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha.
1: But it's a it. There's a big culture difference between uh, countries between England and Europe, uh, enormously. I mean, in England, they wouldn't dream of adopting the euro, and so they're, they're stuck on the sterling, and they'll never get off that. And uh, now they're talking about maybe pulling out of the EEC, but I I don't know that's going to happen, but there you go.
0: Uh, Well, thanks again for spending some time with me on this. Thank you, Matt. It was great talking to you, and
1: uh, thanks for all your help with the book. Sure.